Hi, this is Reed Dogar and here I am excited to podcast a blog from my website www.blognoclog.com. A snuggy warm welcome first to all you great guys here on my channel and next dashing straight to the blog with the topic being seven table manners nobody talked about. Nobody talked about? Find that strange? Me too. Because table manners and such etiquette building stuff are things hotly discussed on the internet and humongously. It is on everybody's lips, on the wire, in journals and magazines, as curriculums in etiquette teaching schools, workshop programs and so on. But, 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 the table manners, seven in number, that I'm going to list are the ones which have been barely touched upon. I wonder why nobody talked about them or talked scantily. Was it because they looked unimportant or were they too trivial to catch notice? Whatever. My inventory of table manners consists of the ones which have pinched me the most. They come by way of my experiencing them and not from some tabloid or book of etiquettes that I read. So giving them in a shot, these seven table manners, and then you decide if they are key and worth taking in and talking about. Now, these apply essentially when one is at home or as a guest to someone else's home. The first one, insides out. When you are serving food, what you do is first take off the lid or cover of the serving bowl. Now, the inner side of this lid has to be always kept facing upwards. The stained or steamed or frosted side of the cover should not come in contact with the table or else mess, mess, mess. See, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Similarly, what is in the bowl should also stay in the bowl. Simple? Number two. Pick up your dishes. Now, this one irks me the most. After the lunch or dinner is wrapped, done, I have seen ladies and gentlemen leaving behind their dishes on the table. They don't pick up their eaten in plates. And this is sometimes done even when there is no house help or attendant in sight. Why? Obviously, they don't expect the hosts to do it for them. Forget gratitude. Even basic chivalry demands of guests to walk up to the kitchen and place their respective dishes in the sink, if not clean them. Kids too, if old enough, should practice this, let alone adults. However, there is adequate talk and increasing awareness on this table manner and so I'm not actively complaining. Third, speak of love. While eating at home or as a guest, you are expected to pay some attention, some regard to the food and not stay mindlessly engaged with the TV, phone, the kids or in totally engrossed conversations. Compliment the food or simply acknowledge it. Maybe the taste, the idea, its presentation, anything about it. 
just don't look indifferent. After all, whoever has cooked your meal must have spent hours in that hot kitchen. Also, he has put in oodles of effort, so doesn't feel right to hurt sentiments. For example, even if the salt is a little on the higher side, I pray not though, just say, darling or whoever, Nancy, you've always been so generous, be it love or be it salt. Simple. On second thought, don't. Don't risk by saying that. Number four, fold but with imperfection. Okay, so most of us already know that one is supposed to fold his or her table napkin at the wind-up of the meal. Right? Or didn't you? But the fascinating part is, did you know that the right way of doing it is to fold the napkin loosely and not into neat and crisp folds? That would look too deliberate. We'll pretend here. It's inborn in us when it comes to manners. Also, if there are any grease marks on that cloth, try and hide that away by tucking it in the inside folds of the table napkin so that it doesn't look grubby from the external. Fifth, leftovers are a big no-no. To people leaving extra food on their plates, how about taking a little lesser? That'll help. And if your tummy finds it yummy, why not ask more from mummy? That is to say, should you desire a repeat or if you still feel empty, you can always come back for more. Vices of wasting food is common knowledge, you will say. I know, nothing new I'm telling. But what is not amply discussed is the other reason behind it. You already know this, but now realize it. Other than the wastage, it also breaks the person's heart, the one who has cooked the food, to see his hours and hours of toil and sweat in preparing that food going down the drain. This should be borne in the diner's mind, even if the diner is inconsiderate enough to overlook the significant wastage part of it. The penultimate six. Don't judge too quickly. Behold, for this is a new one. You've probably less heard of this. Now, I fathom, completely understand that we all have distinctive taste preferences and that not all home chefs are master chefs and cannot be. That's understandable. Nevertheless, you would still be unjustified in altering the whole chemistry of that so painstakingly prepared meal. You can't just thoughtlessly be adding sauces, sugar, salts and other condiments even before taking a bite or two from the original concoction. To the least, what we can do to uphold the chef's respect is by tasting the food appropriately, two bites minimum, before bathing the food in ketchup or dressing it with lemon. 
just give the chef that much leverage, that much chance. Another logic in support of the argument is that this kitchen squad, my friends, may have spent months or even years in learning this art, this culinary skill. So keep faith and show it. They mighty well deserve a chance to deliver a taste they are confident of. And finally, the seventh and last one, share the best parts. This last one is ultimate, both in numbering and in atrocious comicality. It is an incredible and the funniest amongst my seven table manners. One which people don't follow or follow only when they are in company of other people. Please don't tell me you know not a mischievous person who stealthily scrapes away the top cheese layer of a baked gratine or someone who selectively digs away as many paneer cubes he's able to from that paneer dish. Paneer cubes as in cottage cheese pieces. What he leaves behind folks is only the unsuspecting paneer curry for the guests to follow. In any faith and by any understanding, keeping all the goodies for your own self is an act of crime, particularly when it is cheese. Any cheese tampering for that matter will be looked upon as an act of evil. It is selfish, period. But I'm really tempted to exemplify this further. Yet another interesting phenomenon is when guests scoop away the exoticas like the broccolis, the red and purple cabbages, asparagus or the mushrooms leaving in abandon their poor carrot bean and cucumber brotherhood. This can be acceptable as long as the vegetables are tabled separately. But if in an assorted dish or salad, I genuinely pity the people who would dine later. It would almost work like first come, first served. And that's not a noble idea at all. At a restaurant buffet where you've paid for it, it would still be deemed acceptable, but certainly not at homes. Well, these I find are the seven table manners nobody talked about adequately. The other usual and common tips like how to hold your fork and knife or how to hold the wine glass by its stem and not the bowl or how to burp and fart in public or maybe how to hold them can be learned from copious other sources. You don't need any more material on that. Yet, on a more somber note, etiquettes should be followed. They need to be and consistently. They are not that difficult to imbibe as it may otherwise seem because etiquettes, I genuinely believe, are spontaneous, self-reflecting and no hard and fast set rules in a framework. Most etiquettes will reflect automatically in you if you are considerate, if you are willing to show empathy and respect to those around you. 
drawing the conclusion and by the by looking at the sheer length of these tips it nowhere looks like a post giving away freebie tips easily and in a jiffy because i believe that there must be some chatter some noise and some engaging conversation on the topic taken up now don't fret over them being one sided you can always make use of the comment section remember but sincerely and importantly i didn't wish to just shell out a bullet list of table manners rather i wanted to make sure you absorb them and logically understand why it's necessary to follow civility be it at the table or elsewhere again without a shred of doubt many of us knowingly or unknowingly are already practicing these and many other etiquettes maybe more than me i'm nobody to question i know that so be not offended my dear friends and especially my hitherto guests at home i talk of nobody in particular but at the same time you'll agree and you must that good things are always meant to be shared again and again you agree don't you do write in the comments section if you know of more such table manners that nobody talked about and which you want to draw attention to bye bye this is re dugar signing off thanks for listening